0: Moyen, Scott Brown here from Let's Talk Sport. This evening, I am joined by none other than Baptiste Lachaise, who is stepping in for my normal partner in crime, Nathan Snade. Baptiste, always a pleasure, never a chore. Um, Yeah, I could sit and talk to you for hours, mate. But thank hope, you for receiving me yeah receiving me <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me you've got to love that French <laughs> translation it's show number 154 live uh, for today radio uh, tomorrow if, you, if, you, if you're missing out tonight you can uh, pick us up again tomorrow from 10am or you can tune in on the podcast through Spotify it is Wednesday the uh, 13th of December the weather is miserable or oh, miserable les miserables did you ever you've heard of this uh, yeah it's French I yeah. know oh, obviously from uh, the accent huh?
1: who, who wrote it um, uh-huh. Hugh Grant. No, Hugh Jackman. That's it. No, that I know oh. he stars it in it. <laughs> it's Emile Zola. Emile Zola. No, 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 no. I apologise. Oh la la! It's Victor Hugo. It's Victor Hugo.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Um, as always, you can get involved. Um, with the show six two one five two five thousand. We love to hear your feedback, and also you can tap us up on uh, our social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, and if you want to go business, you know. Professional, you can go LinkedIn as well. You know, uh, we haven't jumped onto Twitter yet. I don't know, just too much to manage these days. Um, as always, we'll start things off with the number one five four and its relation to sport, and then we've got sport and its history in the world uh, on this day. We've got a little bit. This is more of a reflection on the sport, major sport and events that have gone on this year for Luxembourgish teams and also in the world. So we can also look at the Rugby World Cup, Baptiste. I know you're keen to. Uh, to uh, reflect on what happened, not only for France, yeah, yeah. but for Ireland as well. Uh, number 154. Well, the significance of that is prior to 1961, how many games were in a uh, major league baseball season? Obviously 154. So there you go. Um, this is an interesting stat. Golfer Jack Nicklaus, who you've probably heard of, between 1957 at the US Open and the 1998 US Open, he made 154 consecutive cuts at every major.
1: Cuts means when you're qualified for the... When you
0: do the first two days and you play well enough to qualify for the next two. All right. That's yeah. incre- That's an incredible stat, isn't it? Yeah. That's an incredible one. Um, an interesting, if you ever happen to be living in the UK and you want to report that your um, phone, your phone is not working, you just have to press 154 on the phone, and that will allow, um, that will put you through to the number to report business faults. Obviously, if your phone's not working, you can't do that. But <laughs> um, On the 13th of July, 2002, Raheem Sterling finished on the winning side in 154 of his 225 appearances in the Premier League since signing for Man City. Um, here's an interesting one. 30 years ago... Peter Nudvolu made an important piece of Premier League history for Africa. Then still a teenager, the former Zimbabwean international became the first African to score in the Premier League. He scored for Coventry City. He scored 34 goals in how many Premier League appearances? 154 (laughs) gotta love the link here here's an interesting one as well Park Ji-sung do you remember him from Manchester United? yeah yeah so he finished with 154 appearances in the Premier League as well so there you go the significance of 154 I normally ask Nathan about how you would check out do you play darts? yeah of course how do you check out if you're on 154 what do you have to throw when you think about it?
1: it's uh, 46 what do you mean? it's to reach 200 and then you win this is how I play darts.
0: Okay, so you obviously play it backwards, but the proper way is to get, you would need to get 154. Do you actually play darts? No. <laughs> I made my own rules. I'm surprised you can get to 200, actually. Um, how would you do it? So, 54, double, what is it? Double 17 would be 34. Yeah. So, triple 20, triple 20. Double 17. There you go. Yeah. That's how you check out in darts. Um, on this day, so on the 13th of uh, December in uh, 2022, M- Washington, uh, capital- tell me, do you know any ice hockey players?
1: Uh Oh, uh, yes. Oh. I, know, I know a French me one. me some names. But you don't know him.
0: Okay, but do you know it's, any he's, other ones who play in the
1: co- NHL? He's called François Roussel. He used to play in the Dallas, uh, the Dallas, uh, Dallas Stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But a long time ago, I would say Probably 10 years ago. Oh, very good.
0: Very good. But do you know any other hockey players? No. Not like Wayne Gretzky or anything like that, no? So a guy called uh, Alexander Ovechkin, a Russian, um, he scored uh, a hat-trick over the Chicago Blackhawks, um, and he is one of now only three players to score over 800 goals in the NHL. That's a pretty hectic stat. But yeah, if you talk about Ovechkin, I guess he'd be like a Dan Carter or a... I guess Antoine Dupont. I actually I,
1: I watch uh, when I was uh, I don't know uh, in, the, in the big flights, long flights, you know, uh, uh, at nights I didn't have anything else to, to watch. I watched a documentary about uh, hockey. This sport is really brutal. Like uh, I know now since uh, a few years the the sports has evolved, but uh, times ago they were like w- 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 every team would have have like, would have like one guy who would only be on the ice. Not to, to play, but really like to try to smash the other players and try to, to smash. I'm glad you brought that up. They were called enforcers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and most of them, they, they will only have yeah, like uh, and the teeth broken. They, and, uh, they
0: just, they come on to fight, get the players sent yeah, yeah. off and stuff. Yeah. Um. There's a couple of good films. Obviously, it's only taken me six minutes to talk about films and stuff. But there's, uh, have you seen a film Goon? No. With Sean William Scott? you would love it. And it's basically about the, you know, the, the the story is the last of the enforcers, you know, and about see these guys who that's all they can do is, Mm. you know, beat the crap out of people and stuff. But it's, it's sort of a dying, a dying art now in, in the NHL because they're like, if you've got someone like that on the ice, then you're not focused on playing. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, there's some good uh, documentaries out there and, 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 and stuff. Um, in 2018, Dirk, uh, how do you say his name? Nowitzki, the German. Uh, he broke um, the record held by Kobe Bryant for playing his 21st uh, NBA season with the Dalek, Dallas um, Mavericks. Here's an interesting one: 2015, Conor McGregor. Who did he fight in Conor in
1: 2015?
0: 2015, uh, Floyd Mayweather. No, that's after. Jose Aldo and obviously knocked him out in 13 seconds I don't know if you've seen ever seen that video obviously, probably this is where he did all the proper trash talking in in Portuguese and stuff to uh, to wind up the, uh, the Brazilian um, and then uh, this is this is a crazy one I was reading about in 2007 this was there was a report called the Mitchell Report released and it was to do with Major League Baseball and basically claimed that 89 players were taking anabolic steroids yeah I saw this one that's absolutely hectic, isn't it? Do you think there's still a lot of drug taking goes on in sports these days?
1: Yeah, I, I think yeah. in
0: every sport. Yeah, I think if anybody can try and gain an advantage or uh, gain uh, gain the edge, then uh...
1: I was surprised to uh, in in uh, actually in, uh, in baseball because I, I I would say probably the the sport that really need like a big physical efforts such as like uh, running uh, cycling. Would be more uh, uh, tried to play to take some drugs, whereas on uh, baseball, maybe it's probably they take it. Maybe I don't know to to hit the ball a bit harder. I don't know, but because they are not running that much, they are not like uh, like doing like lots of like big physical efforts. You know, if you see what I mean.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the whole point is this testosterone you know to boost it is to increase the muscle mass and the power and hopefully hit the ball further or throw the ball harder that's basically all baseball is isn't it yeah i think (laughs) another couple ones just to finish i'll put this one on because nathan always talks about a guy called david boone who prayed for australia he got his first test century 123 against india 1972 was the last human landing on the moon apollo 17
1: i know it was born Huh? I saw it from my eyes, huh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, saw this, I saw this with my own eyes. Uh. Um, yeah, as part of their last mission as part of the Apollo 17. You've all, you've all, we've all seen, have you seen Apollo 13 as well? Great show, great show. Of and then um, this one I put in uh, for Nathan. 1642, Abel Tasman, a Dutch explorer and merchant, reached the coast of South Island, New Zealand and named it Staten Land. Tasman was also the first European in recorded history to set foot on Tasmania, an island state in Australia. He claimed it for the Dutch crown and named it after himself as well. So there you go. But obviously, Nathan's not here, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, birthdays, no no one really know in terms of the world of sport, but 13th of December, birthday, Taylor Swift.
1: Taylor Swift? Yeah. yeah. Um, now she's in couple. I, I saw that she's... Uh, I'm well, not really uh, interested in those kinds of, uh, of stories, but... Uh, I, I I saw that she's uh, in couple with uh, uh, a quarterback from the NFL I think
0: yeah or well, certainly a player from the NFL yeah yeah
1: playoffs, I don't know really. yeah
0: Um, but yeah another good one for you Jamie Fox Jamie Fox yeah Uh,
1: he's in Django what oh yeah uh, the, the uh, he's the black guy yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah yeah he he's in it as well
0: he's brilliant have you seen any given Sunday no oh Baptiste you have to go and watch this film any given Sunday absolutely brilliant American football sort of open your eyes to what it's what it's really like and then the last one birthday wise Steve Buscemi do you know who this is you no. do no I don't know <laughs> do you, have you ever seen Con Air with Nicolas Cage Con Air Con, Con Sorry. Air no Conard, he can't say that. <laughs> uh, what else is he in? He's in quite a lot of stuff. You seen Armageddon, Bruce Willis? Um uh, yeah, Armageddon. You know the guy who's crazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see. The guy who's like the, on the nuclear weapon and stuff like that. Yeah, that's him. Okay. So he's quite quite a high profile actor. Um, yeah, uh well, I was hoping we'd do a bit of a review in the uh sort of in the whole world of sport this year. And I, I guess it would be fair for us to start with the the rugby. The Rugby World Cup, you know, any favourite moments that stick out for you? Any, any, anything you didn't like out there? What, what about the? What were your thoughts on the on the whole tournament? Obviously, it's very well organised. The French, they did very well with this tournament. It was pretty, pretty epic to watch.
1: Yeah. Well, I would, I would. What I, what I, what I keep in mind is probably more what I don't like. Uh, you know okay okay. France uh, got uh, eliminated uh, big big disappointment for all the country the players and everything we could see it from Antoine Dupont when he uh, w- started talking to the press after the game and said that the referee was probably not uh, at a, like a good level or what but uh, there's lots of talking about that people saying yeah the, it's because of the, the the fault of the referee but personally I, uh, I don't agree I feel like if you're you're playing well enough, it doesn't matter if the referee is against or with you. At the end, if you're good enough, you can still win the game. So I well, you adapt to the referee. Yeah, I totally that. disagree with those who said uh, that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the, the fault of the referee because it's always too easy to say that. And uh, now I can also see it from when I when I'm I, actually this year I started the. Training also the, the young team from the rugby club Val and I and I went to to some few games and I could see parents sometimes on the sideline starting to to shout on the on the referee and yeah those kinds of behaviour come together and I don't think this is uh, great but at the end uh, congratulations to South Africa yeah they
0: did it the hard way didn't they you look at all the teams they beat to uh, to you know to get there yeah. You know, you obviously, getting through against England, France, and then New Zealand, obviously.
1: I felt very sorry for uh, Romania because they were in the, in the, the pool of death, yeah. with uh, South Africa, Ireland, and Tonga, Scotland as well. Scotland. <laughs> but one of the key things to to remember, I think, it's uh, also the performance for Portugal, because, I mean, the, no one was really waiting them and uh, they show that uh, even if you're not like a big team you don't have the same budget the same uh, uh, players uh, you can still like play great games show great things on the on the the pitch and there was like it was really enjoyable to uh, to watch their games so this is great if we can start integrated more and more uh, I would say small nation but this is not really a small nation I
0: have I have read that uh, I think is it Ireland will go to South Africa this summer, and South Africa's third test in the summer will be against Portugal in South Africa. So that's a big step forward for them to, uh, you know, to be playing mm. a, uh, a sort of. Uh, well, they are a tier two nation. Yeah. I think that's fair to say, you know. But that's an important part of it is the is the big tier one teams opening up their doors to the the smaller mm. nations. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah. Um, an interesting one. What about this bunker? You know, this this system whereby if they're not sure about a red or yellow card decision, it can be reviewed. What do you what do you think of that? It's almost like VAR in football.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's uh it's this in the same way uh, as of uh, the other action that are refereed, like the try are reviewed. It take it, the referee can take the time they say, okay, they can say, okay, it's a try, and then they can come back on their decision. So they can also do that now with the with the, with the uh, the action, if it's a red card or a yellow card. I think it's, I mean, maybe it stopped the game a bit more because you have to uh, wait for what the TMO says and everything, but it makes the games a bit more fair. And what makes it, the games a bit more fair? Maybe it's better.
0: Yeah. I mean, you that, that that's a fair point. But then you also have to argue that maybe they should just go back to how it was, and the referee, referees what he sees. If he doesn't see it, you know, then uh, you know that's part of it. But unfortunately, with all the the media coverage and 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 the stuff, you can you can never get away with everything. There's lots of naughty stuff that goes on. You know, everyone's always trying to to try and get that one up but uh, congratulations South Africa hell of a performance you know even the the story around playing the last sort of three four games of the competition with only one recognised hooker Um, the story about the guy Dion Furry coming off the bench in the World Cup final after three minutes playing the whole game and then actually captaining the side um for you know, for, you know, for the closing stage of the match, and the fact that he didn't actually make his um, Springbok debut until he was thirty-six. Yeah, he was playing last year.
1: He was playing uh, in second division in Pro D two for a long time in Grenoble. Yeah, yeah, I was watching him. I remember. I was like, this guy is a good player. Why is he playing in second division and now? And then did you put in a call to? Yeah, I, s- uh, I sent a message to uh, on 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 the Facebook of the South, <laughs> South African. Hey, you should wait. watch this guy. yeah huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: always the way we know it we know it best um yeah great to see the younger the, the smaller teams it's something we've spoken around recently on a couple of the other shows though with uh do you think that do you think they should increase the number of teams that should go to the world cup
1: uh I think yes because from now they play the the pool matches can yeah, I, yeah and then they go straight into the quarterfinal so why can we not make an uh, 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 huitième de finale, yeah yeah, 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 like second round, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's great, also. That means if there is more teams, it will be probably uh, uh, like smaller countries that will be have the opportunity to uh, to join, such as, uh, I don't know, like for example, like Spain, and unfortunately, they they missed uh the opportunity but uh, like countries uh, like this well, yeah, yeah exactly so it's it can only be better for the the development uh, of the rugby so I totally uh, think it's a great idea
0: the, the reason I ask you is because based on what I've read is the Champions League in football will increase to 48 teams
1: Whoa, that's
0: massive no I'm talking out my yeah. ass there it's sorry it's going up to 32 teams ok right? But then, so are the other competitions below. Europa League, Conference League, the World Cup, the Football World Cup will go up to 48 teams. And I get that it's a World Cup, okay, and you want to try and include teams. But the standard will not be good enough. And, you know, it's almost like the with the rugby, you want to see, could you do 24 teams? Maybe. But anything more than that, you know, yeah. there aren't 24, no. the top 24, 30 teams in the world in, in World Rugby aren't professional. Yeah, I agree. So there's going to be like a huge gulf in the difference of uh, of standards,
1: you know. Yeah, but like for example, if uh, there could have been another uh, like small team with Romania in the pool this year, it could have been great so that they can, they still have to have like one game where yeah, they can yeah. compete, where, you know. Or where they can win, get yeah. Up, get up, win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's oh. a
0: very fair... Um, a very fair point as I said we are going to review some of the, the major sporting events this year uh, I guess it, it, it wouldn't be fair if we didn't um, you know talk about the men's football team um, the Luxembourgish men's football team they've obviously had a hell of a season um, ultimately didn't qualify for the Euro, Euro European Championships but they do get a, mm. a second bite at the cherry as we say in England how do you say do you have a phrase for this uh, in French whoa <laughs> you know, second chance
1: yeah so uh, yeah. Let, let, let me think about it we we, we might have like a hundred, uh, hundred sentence for this one yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah you know obviously they're going to play this playoff match next year on the 21st against Georgia and the big carrot of that is if they win it they will host the winner of Greek against Kazakhstan and that would be pretty special you know even to to get to that stage but still you still got to go to None other than Georgia. So mm. uh, see, so we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, obviously, um, they, they they picked up seventeen points from their ten matches, the highest ever total. Uh, it's the closest they've ever come to qualifying since the nineteen since nineteen sixty four, where they were actually in a uh, in a great position, but then the last two matches, they had to play. Uh, oh, excuse me, they had to play Denmark. And they drew both of them, which meant they had to play Denmark again and they lost by a goal. So, you know, back in the day, Gerson Rodriguez is, uh, you know, the top goal scorer now. He's passed uh, Julian Mart's 16-goal career tally. Um, You know, he's pretty impressive. He's on 20 now um, and he's scored five goals, two assists in the Sevens games. In the women's matches... On the women's side of the FLF, they obviously played ten matches in 2023 and had two wins against the Faroe Islands and Lithuania, and then three draws against the Faroe Islands, Lithuania, and Georgia. Two of uh, two losses each against Malta and Turkey, and then obviously that upset, which you won't hear about until Christmas Eve because we've pre-recorded that show. But make sure you're listening on Christmas Eve because we'll go into the the depths of what actually went on when the ladies' oh, right. football team went thing, to yeah. uh, to um, uh, went on there when they went down four um, two, but yeah, obviously uh, Amy Thompson, the one we uh, we always talk about, twenty six goals in her thirty nine appearances, scoring for fun. Um, what's interesting though about the makeup of the team is it's not one club that dominates it. It really is a real mix of all the clubs around Luxembourg uh, and obviously some players from from Belgium and such. You've got the two real powerhouses in uh, women's football in Luxembourg, in Mamma and Racing. You know, but they don't really have a huge presence in the national team. So it begs a question, do they have more players who are not qualified for the mm. national team? And I don't know, that's a that's a whole mm. uh, whole nother pot of gravy, you know. <laughs> but uh in the basketball we were lucky enough to go down to the uh, the Lux Cup final and watch the final between Grengewald and um uh and Sparta, Bertrand. Um the game obviously the Grenzvold won seventy one to sixty. They looked quite comfortable. Sam Logic finished up with twenty points. And then we saw Etzela beat uh Esch uh seventy-nine to sixty-five, um, which was a great great game to watch. And we had um Philip Gutenkaf um Guttencalf, sorry, was in um having you know played very, mm. very, very well in that. Obviously, shout out to Gavin Love, who we've had quite on quite a few times um over the uh over the last few seasons, you know, uh, top dog up in uh, Seller, obviously, you know, brought home the cup. Um, Interestingly, in the league, uh, Esch actually won the championship um, and they beat um, Steindl in game four of a five game series. And again, former guest on the show, Jordan Hicks, top scored in that game with 20... uh, 23 points in the women's who start again. They actually managed to beat T seventy one launch 89 to 77. Sam Logical again leading the way as they won. She picked up 29 points in game four. Um Baptiste, obviously, we obviously didn't cut the mustard to make it into the game the team for the games of the small states. Did you you obviously watch the games of the Some boys there, playing yes. in the rugby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it good to watch? You wish yeah, you were yeah. out there. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was great to watch. Always, it's always great to watch when the the team is winning, huh? yeah. And also
0: when you know the guys who are playing, yeah, as Well, you exactly. have to have to cheer them on. Um, so the games of the small states, obviously, this year took place in Valletta, in Malta, from the 29th of May to the third of June. Um, just a little bit more of a uh, a background on this. Um, the games are bi biennial, okay. So a biennial multi sport event, similar to the Olympics, but targeted at Europe's smaller countries. Uh, The team or the nation that hosts it gets to pick the 10 sports which all the um, countries will compete in. Um, All nine members have a population of less than 1 million people, apart from Cyprus, but that's because they've just gone over it because uh, their uh, threshold was um sorry they've gone over sorry let me rephrase that so they went over the threshold after 1984 and that's when the the tournament was first run
1: so um you said that the team who is organizing the 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 country country which is organizing the the, pick the events he he can pick the choose the the sports yeah so for example uh i don't know where is the next uh, event is in, in andorra is in andorra in
0: 2020 and then in 2027, it is in Monaco. Oh. And in 2029, it will be back in the Grand Duché.
1: Legend. But so, if, for example, Andorra, they say, okay, they realize they, they don't have a, 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 a good team, uh, like, for example, in rugby, they can say, okay, we won't pick up rugby. Exactly. Hi. Hard yeah. luck.
0: But um, yeah, just uh, obviously, the men's, we, we have to give them credit they picked up the gold medal with one draw and four wins uh, the women's obviously didn't didn't fare so well uh, in the basketball women's they picked up a silver medal going down to montenegro 74 to 61 in the final the men's basketball they did win the gold 78 to 69 as they triumphed over the hosts in uh, in uh, in malta uh, in the men's squash uh, they picked up the bronze medal in the team event. Miguel Duarte, um, Killian Heberlink, Danny Hutchins, Guillaume Plonk, Mark Radley, and Amir Samani um, obviously took home, brought you know, did the business there. In the women's squash, they actually picked up the bronze medal in the singles, uh, women's and in the men's, and then the women's doubles and the mixed doubles. The swimming medals galore for the men's. Um, you had 200 free style gold for Pitt Brandenburger, Remy Fabian uh, for the 1500 meter backstroke, Max Manners for the 200 meter backstroke and then the legend Julian Hanks uh, with gold medal in the 50 meter fly. 50 meter fly is interesting because it's not an Olympic event. It's one of the swimming events that is not done at the Olympics the Ah, so yeah. Quite cool. uh, so well done to Julian, former guest and co host of the show, actually. And then you've also got Florian Frippiat who won the 200 meter fly. Uh, and then in the table tennis, uh, they got gold in the men's double for Eric glod and Luca Maldavenich. Uh, Eric glod was on the show, and hopefully, we'll get him back on to, uh, to hear about that. But it was cool to watch it the boys all getting stashed up, getting all the kit. And then all the functions around it. So yeah. Baptiste, you keep training, and maybe yeah, get the
1: opportunity. it looked. I mean, it looked. Uh, like, it looked like very professional. They had like a big ceremony, uh, opening ceremony, uh, big show, and everything. where they have to walk with the Luxembourgish uh, flag and everything. They also we had also the the uh, the Grand Duke. Yeah. yeah, who came uh, for the event, so it, the players were able to uh, to uh, to talk with him, meet him, so. Great, uh, great opportunity, pretty,
0: huh? pretty, pretty, pretty cool experience, isn't it? What, um, what about you? Any other, uh, any other sporting events that really stand out for you at the moment, uh, or this year that have gone
1: on? Uh, we've got the Champions League, huh? I know we already spoke a lot about uh, football, but uh, I think it's on uh, on Wednesday. We've got Paris Saint-Germain who is playing in uh, Dortmund, so big game for them.
0: I think Dortmund's one of the places I would like to go and watch. Yeah, I've heard great things yeah. about the home. The stamping and jumping in the stadium and stuff like that they
1: call it the the yellow wall uh, uh, yeah uh, the yellow wall because all the, the supporters are dressed uh, in yellow and they, they made like a, a funny comparison between the yellow wall of uh, uh, Dortmund which are the supporters dressed in yellow and yeah. the yellow wall in Monaco which is uh, uh, the stadium that uh, is uh, never full always empty but the seats are, are yellow, so as the seats are yellow, it makes a, a yellow wall, but yeah. a yellow wall of empty seats, yeah. But it's quite... Uh, I have some of my friends who already been to to Düsseldorf to, to watch uh, games. I mean, it's not so far from here, and the atmosphere is very good. So it will be very hard for PSG, I think, to, uh, to go there and win. But I think, I don't... I'm not sure, but I think they have to win if they want to... Uh, not to be eliminated in the Champions League
0: because they they, they they grabbed a draw didn't they against Newcastle there yeah
1: <laughs> yeah at uh, at, uh, uh, at 90, 95 95 minutes Fergie, for, Fergie time huh? for a penalty penalty and, uh, yeah. so many so, so many missed uh, opportunity from from PSG but yeah we'll see on uh, Wednesday uh, if uh, they can do something or if it's going to be like all the previous year and uh, nothing's happened.
0: Just a bit of a random one here. If you were to take up a new sport, what what would you take up if there were no restrictions and you could take it up? What would you try and do?
1: Uh, I would probably try to do some uh, yeah uh, boxing, English English box, uh, or otherwise uh, f- maybe handball, handball, yeah. Handball in France is uh, quite uh, quite one, famous. Yeah, yeah. 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 Are... You know who
0: was I chatting to? I was at a barbecue, and Yoss, and one of his mates is was a very very good handball player. Like played with the French national. Really? Stuff. Yeah. I asked Yoss about it. His, his mate. I think he came down from down from Paris. Really? And he was a a very very good uh, oh. hand player, and he spoke good English as well
1: like me you
0: know <laughs> so after a few beers he was speaking English to me and I was speaking <laughs> French to him you know <laughs> actually you know, the funniest one was uh, after the last national team game was uh, Rossi Anthony Rossi Yeah, have you ever heard him speak English? no right, you get a few beers in him yeah, yeah he un- was, he'd go around chatting English to, yeah. trying to speak English to everybody it was brilliant
1: Anton told me that he was surprised of uh, yeah. Rossi's English
0: everyone's like he spoke English. And, <laughs> another, another absolute legend. There, um, one that's a bit more current affairs at the moment is we often uh, you often hear people talk about mental health, um, and it's something that's much more prevalent, I guess, because it's it comes we 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 just didn't know enough about it, um, and it's it's something that does is a big part of the, the modern day professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen recently, but uh, Owen Farrell, who is obviously the England captain, he's the highest Test um, England Test point scorer. He's got the second highest number of caps as well, behind Ben Youngs. Um, you know, he's a British and Irish lion, but he's actually decided to take a break from international rugby uh, to prioritize his and his family's mental well-being because the abuse and stuff that this guy gets is absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely mm. ridiculous,
1: you know. Yeah, there's I mean, lots of pressure on them. I mean,
0: right? yeah, but I mean, he's a he's a hard player who plays on the edge, and I think you have to be at that to play at that level. You have to, you have to play at that. But it it doesn't warrant the sort of, um, that warrant the sort of abuse he gets. I mean, just to give it context, he rightly or wrongly, uh, you know, receives probably the most abuse of any player in international rugby. I think that would be fair to say. I don't know anybody who, who cops more flack than him. Um, you know, and he obviously has his questionable. Tackle technique, which has you know got him into hot water before, or his competitive, um, you know his competitive edge when he's playing, or even how cold he is to the to the media after games. Um, you know the combination of these perceived attributes and this persona around him. Um, you know, and the, the spectators and press love to hate him. You know, after he got sent off, um, he's been interviewed after Fiji, and like the crowd are booing him. Like his own supporters are booing him. Um, you know. He, he, but he does get a lot of criticism from England supporters as well, and so he was obviously stepped down. But um, you would argue that he's probably England's best player in the last ten mm. years. But nobody should be subject to mm. that sort of thing. Just to try and make it relatable, mm. do you hear of this sort of stuff in France, where these players?
1: Uh, <coughs> quite similar, but I think we have, uh, for example, Gregory Aldrit, who yeah. uh, was uh, playing for France for the World Cup.
0: Legend, class player. Does he?
1: After the World Cup, he said, "Okay, now." Uh, I need vacation and since the woke up he has not been, been back on the pitch and he will only be back after Christmas. So he took, he took uh, like a, a two mo- uh, one month or one month and a half uh, break vacation because he said, yeah, uh, I'm physically tired and mentally tired. If I want to come back uh, motivated and everything, yeah. I need vacation now. Yeah. That's and-
0: interesting and In La Rochelle were accommodating you know what happened yeah. to let him happy, yeah. happy to let him do that mm. that's absolutely
1: crazy yeah. and also the thing is it's always like this in sports but some supporters they really have uh, this uh, kind of uh, love and hate uh, relation with uh, some of players like if the players are doing very well they will say okay I really love this guy and if like two days later he does something wrong then it's, uh, yeah,
0: it's you know sport sport is, yeah. uh, sport or supporters of sport are very fickle. Yeah, they've, they've got no loyalty. Ultimately, no. their loyalty only lies when you, you know. If your team's playing, if your team's winning, they are. Everyone wants to to be part of it, you know. But as soon as mm. uh, as, soon as things start going badly, you know things uh, things change uh, change quite drastically. Um, but it's not just him, you know. There's a lot of referees these days who are copying a lot of fact, to the extent where Tom Foley, who um, he um, refereed the World Cup final, and he's got that much flack on from different avenues and stuff that he's actually stepped down from international rugby. Um, yeah, he was—he was actually the uh, the television match official um, in the South mm-hmm. Africa New Zealand game, um, and he's yeah, he's, he's been getting death threats and stuff like. that. what sort of person goes out of their way to, you know, to really go at a uh, an official? You know, mm. over something like this, when ultimately the officials don't go out of their way thinking, "Oh, I want the game to go this way." They want, you know, they want to see a good mm. game, but they're there obviously mm. to manage the laws of the game. But I know uh, who's the friend? is It, Mattia, Renal. Yeah. he's Mathieu. the same. He he cops a lot of.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to uh, to take some not easy decision on the on the pitch, but at the end, the referee has to take decision whether if it's uh, right or wrong. But yeah, he had to. He, had, he received a lot of uh, criticism and if you go on facebook and yeah I, I i do follow of lots of like rugby pages on facebook and you can see there were like a lots of uh, of uh, pictures and uh, things created about him uh, Calling to, him a yeah, connor yeah, yeah exactly you cannot say that already you are. <laughs> Too late, uh, Noah. and uh, yeah yeah so yeah that's uh
0: it's, it's it's absolutely brutal, but I mean, it's you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because as a referee, if nobody talks about you after the game, then you did a you did a good job, yeah. you know. Whereas if everyone's like, oh, that decision, yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, uh,
1: it's. I tell you what's the answer, huh? It's bring back Nigel Owens, huh? The legend. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> well, what would you would you get rid of the you know that we talked about the bunker, but. You know, but even Nigel Owens, you know, he's obviously come out as gay and stuff like that. He he cops a lot of, you know, a lot yeah. of flack and abuse as well. Not just over over that, but also from, yeah. from the rugby side of things. But I always think of, uh, if you were playing and Nigel Owens walked in, you'd be like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. This will be, you know, this will be good. But I've also seen incidents where, you know, uh, clubs are doing fundraising back in Wales and he'll just go, yeah, I'll, I'll come down and referee if you want. Just go and referee the kids. Just let the kids play. I think we've you've got somebody like that who's who's quite uh, a grounded bloke. But there's a brilliant video you can watch of him on YouTube where he's basically giving, um, telling off players and stuff. And he's yeah. Like, this, this is not soccer. Yeah. It yeah. a brilliant one where the guy's trying to talk to him. He's like, "We've not met before, okay? But I'm in charge, not you." <laughs> uh, and just the way he just he just shuts people down and yeah, very very uh, good to watch. You'd love to see him do a football match.
1: Did, did he already no 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 ah. but
0: imagine if he did a Premier League <laughs> oh, match refereeing one yeah they'd just be like okay yellow. people yeah. would look at him the wrong way be like yellow card and they shout at him it's oh, uh, a red card yeah. now. can you imagine but uh, I mean that's the big problem with football isn't it the way they can go at the
1: some people are pushing to put a microphone on the referees that that was discussed for example in France in League One I mean uh, oh, that's interesting yeah and, and but like some people, you know, there's always like some people pushing for yes for no uh, powers and everything. And finally they didn't make it. But I think, I thought it was a great thing. Yeah. So that's players they will think twice when I start uh, chatting with the referee and like shouting on him if uh, they, they disagree with uh, one of the decisions. As it happens a lot in football.
0: Yeah.
1: Everything. We just see the ones where they
0: scream in the referee's face and stuff like that. The, I'll just be like... Mm. you know you don't touch the referee you don't speak to the referee like that you know what, if I was watching that and my kids are doing that bang you're off yeah. you're on plane we'll take you home, put you in the car lock, <laughs> lock you uh, lock you in the garage um, what about uh, I mean are you into your golf as well Baptiste? yeah I'm um, actually uh,
1: quite good actually you know no my, my father is a, a big big golfer no, not the big one, but he, he plays a lot. He's like, uh, he's, uh, he's handicap, handicap. Yeah. yeah, he's like six. Oh, that's quite yeah, good. Yeah, Where a, does he play? Does he play in Luxembourg? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. He plays a lot now. He used to play in, a lot in Preis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he plays a lot if, uh, in Louis
0: Pierre Baldi, he, he's, yeah, problem,
1: he's he? three. Yeah, he's three. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, He's uh, I played with him. Uh, am, am
0: I, is Pierre going back to the UK?
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday evening, he did a, a small living party in his apartment. Ah. Yeah, yeah. He's going back to uh, to the uh, UK in London for one year. Yeah.
0: What, like an internship? Or uh, No,
1: no. His uh, girlfriend uh, had a job opportunity to move there for like one year. With the apartment fully paid by the company oh. in London. So he, I told him, hey, you can go there, you don't even have to work, you don't have an apartment to pay. So... Part, part-time job and two you get wor- yeah. two
0: words for your pal bell moustache yeah, yeah. you know what I mean
1: yeah but actually he's going to try to find a rugby club there so we will try to uh, organise a, a friendly game where a match amical eh? yeah where we go there in London for one weekend play you, you think the Waffle Lunch boys would be okay in London for it's, one night could be dangerous <laughs> We go there with 22 players. Not sure we come back with 22 yeah, players.
0: Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> shift guys have to find uh, find their uh, find their own way home. <laughs> Hello, my name is Baptiste. I am from France. No, uh, obviously the uh, well, what I like to call the Heineken Cup, you know, but it's not called that anymore. Good old times. Ta- yeah. good good, huh Good old times. Yeah, 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 exactly. The old days. Uh, just a quick rundown of the results here. Bordeaux Begle. What's a begler?
1: Begle, It's a uh, it's a, bit, a, a dog. Beagle. No, no, no. Voila well, la. respect, <laughs> huh? Beagle is a small city next. No, not a small city. It's a city next to Bordeaux. Yeah. Beagle. And uh, they made a joint. A with, joint? Uh, team. Yeah, with. Uh, a long time, Le time ago. Le Stade Beagle. Le Stade Beagle. Oh, okay. uh, made uh, with Bordeaux Beagle. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: oh, very good. Well, they absolutely thumped Connor at Connor as well. Yeah. Actually, I didn't see the results. Was uh, Oshin's brother playing?
1: No, uh, I watched the game and he wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a kill, uh, Gallen, no, no, I watched no kill, Gallen. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Penot, Damien Penot. Since he's uh, arrived in Bordeaux, he's scored like uh, one try every game. I think.
0: Where, where was he before Bordeaux?
1: Clermont-Ferrand. Clermont Ferrand, Clermont,
0: Did he only go this year after the World Cup? Uh,
1: yeah. Poor. I think he. I mean, he did good. Like it was hard for him to leave Clermont because uh, he, it was where uh, he always been before. Uh, but now clermont Scott got is, uh, is 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 uh, for the moment they are, they they have uh, a bit uh, a down, you know, uh, not really perform. And but now it's the opposite. Now it's Bordeaux-Begle who is very good and. I mean
0: it's quite interesting because when you talk about Clement Auvergne you talk about the days when they had like Rougerie playing and they had Nick Abend- even an Englishman Nick Abendon at fullback the team was ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know they went on that unbelievable uh, winning run at home at the Stade Michel, uh, Michelin Michelin Stade Michelin yeah like crazy and uh. it's just like you know you play them in the European Cup and you're like um.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And it was we will
0: not go there and win, you know.
1: I think Clermont uh, was the first team in nine years or ten years to go win in Munster. The first French team to go win in Munster. Really? Yeah, oh. in uh, nine years or something like that. Whatever. Crazy,
0: crazy, crazy. Uh, you also had Glasgow. They went down to Northampton Saints. Um, yeah, Northampton. Uh, you know we've got some big players in that in that team but playing a good brand of rugby as well uh, and then obviously Clement Averne triumphed over Edinburgh 31-18. Uh Saracens went down to the Bulls. Owen Farrell was playing for Saracens as well. Um
1: you know but it's uh, so it was in South Africa.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a hard place to go because yeah. it's up on the altitude isn't it? So you wonder how much of a difference that made. Bristol beat Leon 36 to 34 drop goal to win it from Bristol. Bath absolutely thumped Ulster. I didn't see that one coming, but I would imagine if we have a look, oh, was um, yeah, now Tim Bath. Finn Russell playing. Finn
1: Russell, yeah, uh, in his uh, he's playing. I think he's playing quite well for the moment. Yeah,
0: and they're also apparently get R. G. Snayman from Munster. Apparently he's going there now as well. Toulouse absolutely thumped Cardiff. Um, they've got Blair Kinghorn with Scotsman down down there. Will he'll go well down there? Do you think? Yeah, he'll play well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, they they. The reason why the the transfer went very fast, it's because they they were really lack of fullback. They really need someone to play his position. So, and he's a great player. He's still quite young. Uh, he he showed some great things with uh, Scotland. So I think, uh, and I mean his introduction, his first game went pretty well because he scored two tries for his. first
0: yeah, game Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, and then also Toulon, they went down at home to extra Chiefs again. Injury time conversion from Henry Slade. You know the stad Mayol. Yeah. but again, Toulon, Toulon, not the powerhouse they used to be. It used yeah. to be like, you know, when they had that three years when they won it. They're back to bat. I mean, you just look at it was like a, it was an all star team, yeah. wasn't it? Back in the day, Wilkinson, Gitto, Adam Ashley Cooper, Matthew Bastarol, Matt mm. Gitto, just crazy, yeah. crazy lineup. I and mean, that's just the backs. We aren't even talking about, you know, the back yeah. row was uh, Fernandez, Lobe, Juan Smith. Um, boy, who else was playing there? Uh, I mean, Parise went there and, and finished off his career. But yeah, absolutely crazy. They, crazy now they, they
1: they're missing some uh, experienced player. Uh, I think it's last year. Last year they still won the, the European Cup. Yeah, yeah, but they still have like some experienced players, like such as Sergio Parisse, things like that. Now he's coaching? But uh, Charles I knew, uh, Olivier. Charles Olivier. He's he's the one uh, actually who's still uh, playing, very good player. But now they are, they still have uh, Baptista. But he's actually, that's that's interesting the the game because. Serra unfortunately broke his. Uh, I don't know if it's broken, but he really injured his uh, his shoulder, and he came out of the pitch. And when he came out of the pitch, that's when the trouble started to come from Toulon because I don't know the uh, they, the the the, the, the scrum half who came didn't like uh, really uh, organize the game very well, uh, and so th- this is when they started to uh, to uh, not to score anymore and uh, unfortunately etc uh, score at the very last, uh, very last minute, yeah.
0: Very interesting actually.
1: Very and also we have uh, Bayonne, Bayonne who's, uh, who's, uh, who went to Munster, to the Red Army, like... Uh, they were which, losing
0: which... 14-3 at half time when yeah, yeah. they came back and, yeah. and drew the game. Bayonne, are they, will they go well in the uh, the challenge, the European Cup this year do you think? or are they focused on the top 14?
1: I don't know. Uh, everything can happen with them to be honest. Huh? The, they uh, last year it was their first season of uh, in top in top 14. They were coming back from the second division. No one were wait, really waiting them. Yeah. And they finished like 6 no not 7 they finished 7. Uh, but they have been carried by uh, the big number 10 Camille Lopez who, uh, since he uh, w- moved from Clermont uh, to finish, I think, his career, because he's quite old now, uh, to Bayonne. So he's from this region, actually. I don't know if it's because he's in his region, his home region, but now since he's uh, in uh, Bayern, he's playing so well. Back, back, he's, back with the boys having fun. He's carrying the team on his shoulder and... Uh, and if they finished six, seven and if they are in a great mood playing well, it's a lot because of him. So I hope they will keep playing like this, yeah.
0: Um, also, yeah, a big, big draw for them. You've also got the Challenge Cup, so the second tier. Uh, the Cheetahs uh, went to Zebra. Uh, the Sharks absolutely pumped Poe. The Dragons, huge. They beat Oyana. <laughs> you laugh about it, but the Dragons haven't won in in a long, long time.
1: Dragons w- yeah. which which uh... Welsh,
0: Welsh, the dragons Oh yeah. Uh, Osprey's uh put uh, put up a show against Benetton Treviso winning 43 to 34 and Gloucester narrowly got through against this team Black Lion from uh from Georgia. Really? Yeah, because um do you ever go on the rugby uh-huh. the rugby Europe website and you see this uh this European Super Cup. Yeah. The winner of that
1: Ah, so this the, is great.
0: In the Challenge Cup, you know. This is great. Um, but but I don't understand where they decide to get those teams out there because uh, Israel have got a team. Yeah. Tel Aviv Heat. Yeah. You know so, but Castro obviously beat the uh the Scarlets, um uh, there as well. Uh, and then obviously, uh I'm just thinking of Sunday's results. Uh, Harlequins went to Racing, beat them 31-92. Marcus Smith apparently is absolutely torn up, so look forward to seeing the highlights of that game. Uh, Sale absolutely trounced Stade Français 28-5.
1: I was surprised to be honest because they they uh, last last uh, weekend they played against Toulouse and they absolutely smashed. Toulouse. Not smashed, but they played very well. They were like really controlling the game and everything. Uh, so I was waiting much more than this for them for Stade Français, I was expecting uh, them to yeah to perform a bit better against uh, against sales
0: I mean probably the big upset is the week of the week is the reigning double champions Lara shell went down at home to Leinster Leinster looked like they were fully loaded and I think Lara shell, uh, with the with the exception of not having uh, Gregory Aldri, you know, they, we're, we're pretty loaded up as well. You know, but
1: you know, you know why they won. I know why. Did you watch the game, mate? It was raining cats and dogs. Was it cats and yeah, dogs? Yeah. How
0: do you say this in French?
1: Uh, it's uh, with another animal, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's with the cow. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> like a cow uh, pee, pee, pee. Yeah, pissing like a cow. Uh, yeah,
0: and I always say that to Barres. I said if you, if the cow is sitting down, it means it's
1: gonna rain. But the La Rochelle guys they are not really used to this kind of rain. Whereas if you go uh, in Ireland or on huh? the uh, yes, all day, are, huh? Are, so uh, that's why they won,
0: I think. We are used to these uh, these conditions, you know. But yeah, um, Munster look absolutely loaded up. Um what's that one there um, but yeah uh, the other uh, just rounding out the results the Leicester Tigers beat the Stormers the Le- Leicester Tigers when you look at their team it's crazy you've got Stewart England International uh, and then you've got Pollard and then you've got Youngs as well mm. that's in the backs and then you've got Montoya the Argentinian Dan Cole uh, you've then got Ollie Chesham, who's uh, an England international. And then you've got Tommy Rafael and Jasper Visa, you know, Welsh. and Like, that's a serious outfit. Serious, absolutely serious outfit that Leicester Tigers have. They'll probably not get out of the group, though. Uh, the Lions went to Perpignan and beat them 28 12. And then Montpellier uh, only just got over the line about Newcastle Falcons. Interesting one about Newcastle Falcons at the moment. They're talking about the finances in there. You know, it's really struggling. Really? All the pro teams in England, it's really yeah. bad at the moment. The the lack of money. Newcastle. A lot of the uh, the uh, rugby union uh, clubs are all based in the uh, in the south of the uh, the country, and Newcastle are the real uh, the well, they're the only Premiership club in the north. Yeah, um, they're really struggling financially. So there's a lot of stories about what's going on about whether, you know, the club's going to survive and stuff. It's not good, though, because you've already had... How I many yeah, had? Two clubs, three clubs yeah. that go bust in, in, in England in the last sort of 12, yeah, yeah. 18 months? You know, Wasps, Worcester Warriors, and London Irish, all gone. You know, big, famous, famous rugby clubs. So there's something wrong with the the model they have yeah. at the moment. Maybe the they UK. should change it. term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the trouble is you've got a big push and pull yeah, between the RFU exactly. and the clubs. They're two separate things. Yeah. Whereas I think... In a France, am I right in thinking that France is at the top and they sort of filter down the clubs all look after themselves but they all want people and they want the French national team mm. to, to do mm. well, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, quite interesting. But, um, yeah, what about next year? And uh, next year in sport, 2024, is there any events you're really looking forward to?
1: you um, will be in in Paris. Yep. Yeah be brilliant will you go to it if you can get tickets i didn't get tickets i know that my brother he got tickets uh but i think it's quite strange how they sell those tickets Are they done the ballots we have to like yeah i mean you, you if you want you have to you can only like buy a, if you want you cannot choose like one sport. if you if you, you buy tickets you have to buy it for like three sports yeah, but yeah. there's some you cannot choose like it's a hazard you know so uh, if you want to go uh, see the springs, you can uh, you can end up with watching the volleyball, or I don't know. But it's a bit. Uh, What's wrong with the
0: volleyball? Huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, there's also this story going on about uh, if uh, because they want to make sh- uh, the the La Seine the river that comes through Paris uh, uh, um, clean enough to be able to swim inside. the... Ah. Uh, yeah, and so there's lots of. Uh, uh, big, big uh, constructions going on right now to make sure that uh, the sand will be clean enough because before it was like you, I can guarantee you if you go swim in the sand you go finish straight at the hospital a few days after yeah. because it's so dirty and yeah, the people in Paris I mean, uh, I don't know what's in, inside this river but it's not a river it's a, a flood uh, but yeah, there is tremendous work I mean, to, to, to be able to uh, to clean it uh, and in the same time uh, there is also like uh, last week a video of one of the guy uh, fr- uh, working from the commune de Paris who was uh, in charge of cleaning uh, les quais de Seine, the 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 re- uh, next to the rivers the riverside yeah and there's and he was uh, like just pushing the trash in the river and there was like people people filming this and saying okay uh, and Tagging the the, the the Twitter accounts of the, the city of Paris, saying, "Okay, this is how we want to clean the river by putting the trash straight uh, in the Seine," and uh, yeah, so that makes a uh, big big noise, big discussion about will we be able to uh, make sure that the the Seine will be uh, clean on time, so that the the um, the swimmer. Will be able to do yeah. to, but I think they still have to you take think
0: it. this guy will lose the job for doing this
1: huh? <laughs> I don't know but but I think the 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 the, the swimmer yeah they will have to take uh, medicines some something like uh, before going to the yeah in the medication. river yeah medication that's interesting yeah
0: very good because when you when countries host these Olympic Games they don't just want you to build New facilities for everything. They talk about the legacy, so the lasting effects yeah. of the Olympic Games and stuff. So if they can reuse facilities, then that stands them in uh, in really good stead yeah. when they, um, you know, when they hopefully host it. Here's an interesting one for you, actually, not to do with the Olympic Games. It's to do with rugby. Obviously, we love rugby. Have you heard this story about uh, the agreement that was signed between the Australian Rugby Union, or wasn't signed? Basically, Bernard Laporte. <laughs> he uh, was apparently meant to have agreed. There was yeah. a handshake between him and the Australian CEO that if they came and played France before the World Cup, they would get a million. Yeah. Million
1: euros. Yeah. What have you? What have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah I know that uh, France has to pay like six uh, six hundred six hundred thousand euro to uh, to Australia. I mean, I don't know if they have to pay, but. Australia is requesting re- requesting it. So uh, I don't know how uh, they are going to to do that but I mean we see huh? a, a few uh, a, a few years ago uh, Australia they had to buy some uh, sub- submarines that uh, were produced in France but at the very last second they say okay not we not buying them France already started to produce them they say no we won't buy them and they bought them they bought uh, from the US so it's like a given, given, you know, don't know, don't know, huh? revenge, huh?
0: I'll, have to, I'll have to say that one to uh, to I Nathan think, actually because I remember him bringing that up because yeah. like Australia rugby uh, seems in absolute disarray at the moment.
1: Did you see about Eddie Jones? Yeah, he's uh, he find another club, but not in Japan, in uh, in Europe, no. No, he's coaching Japan. In Japan? Yeah. The I mean uh, the national team. Right. I'm lost for words, so. oh, my, I can speak about that for a long time, but <laughs> what he did with Australia during the World Cup, I don't understand. I think he totally ru- ruined the 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 Australian side in the World Cup.
0: 100. I think he what? made a castat, catastrophe.
1: Well, I, I still don't understand why he didn't select uh, Quad Cooper and Hooper. Yeah. I felt. I felt. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah like journalists were asking him yeah, yeah uh, there's rumors saying that you're going to be engaged after the World Cup uh, to uh, to in Japan and he was saying yeah, uh, I don't want to answer this question
0: it's bad that, if you're talking about a job yeah. beforehand and stuff yeah. but um, oh look that's for another show Baptiste absolute pleasure having you on well, pleasure uh, never a chore sure, you know um, you can check out the rest of the team tomorrow from uh 6am uh, you've got Sam Steen you've also got Stephen Steps Low uh, Lunchtime and then Melissa Dalton with a Home Stretch don't forget about Dave Burrow in the DB3 sessions and then Sarah Tapp with her Hangover shows as always we give a huge shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick whether it's from washing kit coaching the kids driving the kids around or shouting at the referees you know they're <laughs> all part of it the keyboard warriors we like to call them keep doing what you're doing not shouting at referees so cut, cut the referees some slack here <laughs> but keep doing what you're doing to keep these kids involved in sport not only in the short term but in the long term and for the rest of their lives until then Baptiste absolute pleasure it's cheer
1: Cheer. cheers bye bye